This time on episode 399 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we're going to be discussing the weekly Marvel news, including information on the Black Panther sequels filming delays, the Marvel Eternals film opening weekend box office numbers, a Disney Plus Ms. Marvel series update, and much, much more. I'm Stephen John Drew from Better Podcasting, a podcast about podcasting, part of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm producer of the show, Director SP. And I'm consultant Chris. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. This show is discussing Marvel Cinematic and Marvel Comic Book Universes and is recorded on Thursday, November 11th, 2021, Remembrance Day Worldwide, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast W-H-I-H-Wide via www.geeks.live. They don't have their own URL. Come join our live chat as we record. Chris, it's just you and me on this penultimate Disney Plus Day. I'm so excited for Disney Plus Day for so many reasons. I finally get to watch Chang-Chi, and my work has a big event that involves free lunch. Hey! Well, that is definitely a huge Disney Plus day. I'm taking tomorrow off, because I got some things I got to do, but I will be checking out Disney Plus day throughout the day, and we anticipate there being some additional news tomorrow, so we will hopefully come back if there is news in a couple of days with an update because we're sure that there's going to be some updates to maybe even some of the news stories that we're talking about today. But there was just so much news that we decided to go ahead and have the podcast today. I'm excited for Disney Plus Day primarily because I finally get to see Shang-Chi after, what, two and a half months since it came out? It seems like forever, so that must be right. Right. And I'll be able to watch it at home. Got the daughters coming over and the new son-in-law. We're going to have some popcorn. Actually, the daughter that got married and the son-in-law, they've already seen it. They went in the theaters to see it, but the rest of us haven't. So we'll be watching it and having a great time tomorrow night. And I'm also going to try to catch Dune one last time before it leaves HBO Max. So it's going to be a great weekend watching some movies. And I've heard great things about The Eternals. Once again, as a reminder... We're not going to mandate any of the hosts or co-hosts of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. going out into the theaters to watch something. So we're going to wait to review that until that comes out on Disney Plus, which hopefully will be before 2022. But mm, I think it's going to be in 2022 by the time it Eternals comes into Disney Plus. But we don't know. We don't know yet. Maybe they'll surprise us and it'll be available tomorrow. Wouldn't that be a great surprise? I would love that. I don't expect it at all, though. That's way too fast. I'm thinking a nice surprise would realistically be Christmas. Now, 
Disney Plus Day is not exclusive to Marvel. They're having other things with their Star Wars properties, with their other Pixar properties, their other animation properties. So there's a lot going on on Disney Plus Day. And by the time this podcast comes out, Disney Plus Day will have come and gone. So we've hoped you've enjoyed that. Now, Chris, in the meantime, we have some great news to talk about, about Black Panther. That's right. So great kind of being a subjective term here because I would see it and think maybe bad because the first thing that pops up here is that Wakanda Forever is having to shut down its production because Latina White is off in London recovering from an injury she received on set. Now, I mean, I don't know why you'd want to go to London besides you go home. That's always cool to recover. But they have gone and filmed everything that they could without her, which, you know, good time management and get everything done, keep everything flowing as much as possible. Now, question for you, Chris. I hadn't heard that she had gotten injured on set. Maybe I just missed that and was just going straight over that. Do you remember this being reported before? I remember it being reported, but it seemed to be such a minor thing. I'm not sure what the injury is. I just don't remember. But from the way they reported it before, it almost seems like it was, you know, like a sprained ankle level of thing where, yeah, you know, you're off of it for a little bit, but then you can come back, you know, maybe you have to have some extra medical attention while you're filming that they can hide behind props. Maybe you just skip a week or two. But here, that is obviously if you're flying to another country to go recover, you're expecting to be out for a good chunk of time. And it could be due to the medical care that she was getting or that she could afford or that she, you know, had access to or or whatever. So a couple of points there, Harrison Ford in the last filming, I guess for star Wars. And also if I'm remembering correctly for Indiana Jones, he got injured on set. He worked through it and he was able to go through it. So that was kind of a sprained ankle sort of thing, but that was pre COVID. And I'm, not sure that's the correct way to deal with things anymore, but I don't know how much activity Harrison Ford was supposed to have on set anyway. It wasn't like he was doing his own stunts, like jumping off of the Millennium Falcon onto some planet or something like that, right? The other issue that I remember is in Batwoman, when there was a back injury involved and there was a rush to bring the actor back on set, and that ended very terribly we were watching that play out what is this two years later we were watching it play out in the news back and forth he said she said quite literally i think of what happened on set in the cw batwoman's area so i could see them disney wanting to be a little bit cautious with any injury to their main star and the right is the main star now for Black Panther because Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us and Disney decided to throw the weight behind Latita Wright and her character of Shuri being basically the lead for the Black Panther sequel. So they have to play this so that they can bring her back. And I think sending her to London to heal up, whether that was her decision or the studio's decision, I think either way, I think Airing on the side of caution is probably good. The problem, though, comes when you have 
thousands of people that are wrapped up in this high value production. And they're quite frankly, depending on the paycheck that comes with this film being premiered and released in theaters and on Disney plus, and that is not going to happen until they finish filming. It's a six and one half does the other. Yeah. I mean, I, I just want to make this part perfectly clear too. Like the fact that she went back to London, I don't care about that either way. That I mean, if I had some kind of injury that was completely not serious, but it was going to take a while, like three, four weeks. Yeah. Fly me off to London for three or four weeks. If that's where I'm from, that's perfectly fine. The only thing I don't want to say worries really, because this isn't affecting my livelihood, but the only thing that really worries me is the fact that I don't know what the injury is. I don't know how serious it is. And I have friends who work on movies and stuff. So I know secondhand through them how much of a pain it can be when you have your production schedule thrown off because of something like this that you can't really do anything about. And they've decided to push back production to come back to finish off the filming into 2022. And the premiere date for the movie had already been pushed back from July 8th, 2022 to November 11th, 2022. I think that had very little to do with Latito Wright's injury and more to do with just the general filming schedules with all of the productions that Marvel has going on, Marvel Studios has going on. So this could have been part of it. I don't know. Anyway, they are looking at coming back in 2022 and hopefully we'll get a good production. Everybody's looking forward to what's going to go on with the Black Panther portion of the MCU since the original movie was so huge. And of course, Chadwick Boseman is going to be almost impossible to replace, but we'll see what they do with it. Now, there is a second part to the story. It's actually our second story for tonight and that's the general hollywood studios being crunched by a new cdc implemented rules that are requiring all non-immigrant non-citizen air travelers to the u.s that they be fully vaccinated and provide proof of vaccination status before they board a plane in this particular case with black panther Wright is not a U.S. citizen, and I think it's been disclosed from her or others that she has not been vaccinated. So that could impact her ability to come back into the country, at least via air travel, to then participate in the filming. Now, I would think there'd be ways around that. Wouldn't you, Chris? Like, maybe you could fly into an adjoining country. Maybe you could take a ship across the atlantic in order to do that i don't know i mean you could fly into canada and i don't know what the canadian rules are right now but you could fly into canada and then drive across you could fly into mexico drive across you can fly into i don't know the bahamas and then take a boat across or something like that i think there's going to be ways around it that disney could do that and doesn't disney own some islands in the bahamas i'm pretty sure they do so i mean if disney wants her back over here they're going to get her back over here yeah I mean, to be perfectly honest, if Disney had to, they could probably take everything over to London and just finish everything there. So I don't think this is going to affect the finishing of the movie. They could. Most of the filming has been done in the Georgia area, right? 
yeah, um, Atlanta, and they'd been doing some stuff up in Boston lately. We'll see what happens, but right now the film is set to release on November 11th. Disney's going to have some stuff to work through, and we'll just see what happens there. I think the more important thing is, is there a serious injury to Latita Wright, and is that going to impact her career You know, in the future? Hopefully she can heal up and, and get back out there in early 2022. All right, that is future Marvel MCU properties. We have one that just released last weekend called The Eternals, and we have the box office numbers for that, and they have earned $71 million in an opening weekend here domestically and $161.7 million globally. Now, I was looking through several of the stories that were being written about this, and uh, we have some information in our show notes from The Hollywood Reporter. That was written by Pamela McClintock on November 7th. But some of the stories that I was writing, that I was reading, said that this was actually a success for Disney because they did more than their estimates of like $67 million domestically and they got $71 million. But if you take a look at the grand scheme of things of all the MCU properties, uh, $71 million is not that great that said and i know there's this whole thing about the reviews pre-release being bad but i think there was other issues with that which we'll get into in a second but everybody that i've talked to that have gone and seen this movie has just thoroughly enjoyed it said it was great said it was amazing and it's really making me want to see it so hopefully word of mouth gets out on this and they'll continue to make more money but they didn't i don't even think they got number one in the box office last weekend and honestly i didn't look because i haven't been to a movie theater for a while and i don't plan to go back for a little while anyway i think anytime this studio makes a serious guess at how much they're going to make like marvel did with their 67 million that they were expecting then yeah if you exceed that that's a success the other thing though is Eternals is coming in with, I mean, this isn't coming in like every other Marvel movie that's come in since Iron Man. You don't have anything really leading into it for the casual fan. So essentially, this is an unknown property that people know like almost nothing about at all, except the fact that it's Marvel. It's kind of a little test on what has been the big draw so far for Marvel things. Has it been the Marvel name itself? Or has it been the actual property inside that Marvel umbrella? I knew very little about Guardians of the Galaxy before going into that. And that was one of my favorite franchises of the MCU. Who knows what this is going to be for Eternals. I've gotten some inklings from people that have seen it from reading some articles that it's kind of going to be weird if there's going to be a future off of this, kind of like Shang-Chi, which I'll discover over the weekend, right? So we'll see on that. Neither of us knows too much about that. So we'll talk about that when we get to it. But I say it was a success if they say it's a success. And if it keeps things going, then it keeps things going. And remember, this is a Marvel property coming out in a year where it took a year to get more Marvel Cinematic Universe properties out, right? Because 2020, we didn't have any. And then in 2021, we came in with just three Black Widow. Shang-Chi and Eternals. And 
that's more than we had in 2020. So I'll take that as a win. And we're also in phase four, as you pointed out, where we don't know where the plan is here going forward. So we just have to make sure that the movies as they come along are entertaining and that we want to keep them as part of the MCU. And you can't forget that the $162 million almost that it made is the second biggest global opening of this pandemic era that we're in right now. Yeah, maybe you didn't have the big domestic thing, but globally, pretty much knocked it out of the park. Yep, it's a pandemic box office, very fickle thing. I don't think we're going to get a direct, for Disney anyway, I don't think we're going to get a direct to Disney Plus release again. I think they're going to milk as much as they can out of the box office before it goes to Disney Plus in the future. I think the whole Shang-Chi thing was a success to them, how they pulled that off. I think we'll just see that as things go on. Plus the whole lawsuit thing with Black Widow. None of these properties have contracts in place for direct-to-video release. Unless they renegotiate everything, I think we're just going to see a normal release, and then people are just going to be willing to wait to watch it when it comes out in streaming. A certain percentage, whatever that percentage is, seems almost like 50-50 now of people I talk to, if they're willing to go into the theater or they want to stay home. I don't know. We'll see. But Eternals doesn't just have box office things going on right now. There's also a continuing story that we had from last week. And Chris, you're going to take lead on this. Last week, we reported here that Disney was planning on just not editing out the homosexual sex scenes and was just going to let things go. And if countries didn't want to run it, then that's kind of their loss. And we were very happy about that. And now they've kind of stepped back on that a little bit, depending on which countries you're looking at. So they are going to release now an edited version in places like Egypt, Lebanon, Jordan, and the United Arab Emirates. And then there's other countries like Kuwait and Qatar, where just as a a nation, because of mostly the religious feelings that they have with things, they just have a problem showing prophets and gods and other theological beings. And just the fact that the Eternals are gods, yeah, they don't want to show it because that goes against their cultural beliefs. And there's not really anything we can do about editing that one for them. I'd have to go back and look, but I think Thor was shown in those areas, but maybe Thor is irrelevant to their mythologies and theologies. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I thought it was pretty telling that Disney was able to say yay for some countries and nay for others. I think basically this is just qualification on what they said last week and that it was just more details, basically, and it wasn't just an absolute for the entire region. We'll continue to watch for this. I'm sure there will be similar issues in future movies because I think. Disney is going to go ahead and pursue characters that are not just traditional, normal characters. And I said that badly, and I said that badly last time. Lauren corrected me. I guess cis is the term that she wanted to use other than binary characters, I guess. We'll see what happens in the future with both Disney and the MCU in these countries. 
And I just feel for the people in those countries that want to see this stuff and can't. I was thinking about that all week, thinking, man, we don't really have that level of censorship in the United States and Canada for the most part that we're seeing here. And yes, there's some things that you can't see, but there are ways to get to see it sort of thing. And I just hope those ways are there in those countries. But I know that some of the stuff is punishable by death. So you're really taking your life into your own hands with some of the stuff. I don't know if watching Eternals is that way, but I know other things are. So yeah, it's the whole world is a crazy place. And I feel for the people that want to, that are fans of Marvel and want to see this and can't. Let's move on into something that's going to happen with Disney Plus. This was announced that from Disney themselves, this was a press release, that they are going to start showing more of their titles in IMAX's expanded aspect ratio. And what does this mean, basically? It means you have less of those black bars that are on the top of the bottom of your 16 by 9 television set. Most television sets that are out there right now are 16 by 9. So the IMAX title, the IMAX aspect ratio ends up using more of that screen. And the 13 titles that will be available beginning tomorrow on Disney Plus Day that are MCU related are titles like Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Avengers Endgame, and the Black Widow. I thought it was kind of telling that Infinity War and Endgame were on there, and that made me think, you know, this is basically all the stuff that was filmed in the later half of the MCU where they were actually filming in the IMAX aspect ratio so they could actually show it. So that means I don't think that we're going to get the previous titles like the original Avengers movie in the IMAX format, or maybe they will reformat Disney's great. The Imagineers at Disney are great to do the reformatting and going into the old older films and touching them up and restoring them and and making them in the new aspect ratio so i don't know Uh, first of all you have to have the basic raw material to work with and then second of all you have to actually go through the work to do it so if it's not already produced for imax right yeah i'm definitely okay with it if they don't i think things should be experienced the way that they were made, you know, that was one of the big things when The Simpsons came out on Disney Plus. They just stretched the screen around so it would fit these 16 by 9 screens instead of just having people deal with the black bars that would have to be there because things were filmed for a square television screen. Honestly, I've got stuff to watch for the next few weeks, so I don't think I'll be going back and watching this stuff. And IMAX, I might just turn a few on just for a couple of minutes. But I've got Foundation to watch over on Apple TV Plus. I've got the Expanse final season coming up over on Prime. So there's a lot that I can watch and I plan to watch it. And I don't know if I'll get to all these movies or not. And also, I am going back and doing a rewatch of West Wing. I think I talked about that a couple of months ago on this podcast. 
I said that was a mistake, and I still say it's a mistake, so I should have started a rewatch of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because now that I'm in the middle of this West Wing watch, it's just taking up my time because I want to finish it before I move on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's what I'll do, is I'll move on to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, so, and then I will intersperse the MCU as that goes. So I'll start off with Iron Man, and then get to the Avengers, and then kick over into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and then go back and forth in the MCU and see how that goes. Well, if you listener are really psyched about watching these properties in IMAX format at home, please leave us a note. We have several different ways to get a hold of us. We do have a voicemail line at 844-843-2871, or you can also email me at stargatepioneer at gunnageek.com. Now, we do have another note about a Disney Plus property right now. Hawkeye is coming up on November 24th in just a few short weeks. And we do have a little bit more inkling of what's going on with the shows. We've been talking about it off and on in the last couple of months here on Legends of the Shield. And one of the questions we had was, what exactly is Clinton Barton's character going to be able to impart with his entirety of run in the MCU. And most of us are concerned about his time as Ronan. And is that actually going to come back into the series? And apparently, according to the powers that be that produced it, they say that, yes, Clint is going to come to partake in the fact that he was Ronan for a while and he's going to have to live up to that. So, okay. We'll see. And the article, by the way, was from gamesradar.com. And it was a fascinating article about the totality of Hawkeye. So if you want to learn more about it, go into our show notes, click on the link that will be in there, and you can learn all about the behind the scenes of Hawkeye uh, before you actually go see the series. So, Chris, what do you think about Clint depicting or at least dealing with the fact that he was Ronin in the Hawkeye series? I really hope that I'm making a good decision not going and reading up on what that means because the fact that he's Ronin means nothing to me except seeing my, some of my friends excited about it. But I like knowing that he's going to have to deal with some of this dark stuff. Okay. That's fair. I mean, we did see Ronin very briefly in Infinity War and Endgame. We have seen that. Or actually, it was Endgame that we saw it. Okay. And then... Our final news story is very happy stuff. We're dealing with a release date for another Disney Plus series. You've got to love when you get release dates, especially when it's something like Miss Marvel, which again is the younger, inhuman, quote unquote, depending on how they want to deal with things after that TV show. It's not just that TV show. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. dealt with Inhumans, too. Quake was an Inhuman, right? So I'm wondering how they're going to bring about this character, and we'll see about that. But we do have a release date. Yes, the release date that they've given us is the fourth quarter of 2022. So, yes, it's not as specific as people would like, but we also have Disney Plus Day tomorrow as we're recording this, so... I'm sure they're going to give us something more specific then. You can't start giving out the toys too early. So the article, which was a CBR.com article, stated that the character was set to debut in the Captain Marvel 
second movie, right? But this series will be before Captain Marvel. So I think the character is going to be introduced on Disney Plus and then be incorporated into Captain Marvel, which is set to release February 17, 2023. So you get more of a direct correlation there versus like Photon, which was in WandaVision, which was in early 2021. So that's two years. So the character was introduced and then come into Captain Marvel two two years later. That's a little bit more of a stretch versus Ms. Marvel will just be bang, bang if it's fourth quarter and then it'll be first quarter, fourth quarter, 2022, first quarter, 2023, she'll be in the new movie. So yeah, I'm liking this. And these release dates, by the way, are all tentative release dates. I know Disney and Marvel wants to say, yes, it is going to be this date, but Things change. Things change all the time, especially with the pandemic that's still ongoing that is going to affect filming and post-production. We'll see how that all goes. Have you read any of the comics with Ms. Marvel whatsoever, Chris? I have a little bit. I was actually about to ask you how familiar you are with the relationship between her and Captain Marvel. Not very. In the comics that I've been reading, there's been a just a tiny bit of crossover between the two. And most of that was actually in a big crossover. So it wasn't like the two had a lot of personal time together. So I'm unfamiliar with possibly a broader relationship between the two in the comics. Miss Marvel is a giant fangirl of Captain Marvel. And it is just the cutest, sweetest little thing going. And I love it. And that is why I'm looking forward to this series, because I want to see how the actress here really portrays being her own hero while also being completely starstruck. Yeah. Isn't Kamal Khan part of either the Young Avengers or maybe the Champions? One of the two, it would be the team title. Uh, It's Champions in the latest run. I haven't looked into Young Avengers for a while, but it would really surprise me if she wasn't in there. Yeah, I think either way, it's part of that younger crowd, right? And that younger crowd's been set up for quite some time now. Kate Bishop is part Mm -hmm. of it. So we'll see how that translates. Maybe, you know, I haven't even thought of that. There has not been an announced title for the Young Avengers, but there is obviously a lead up to it with all these introductions of new characters. So there was a few movies, time spots in like 2024. There was a couple that were not announced titles for, but they were definitely release dates. I don't know if Disney was just trying to park the date and say, don't put another film here. We are claiming this weekend. Or if it was a legitimate try attempt from Marvel Studios to be quiet about the fact that it was, I didn't even think about a Young Avengers film. Fantastic Four has been out there, but no release date. But Young Avengers, I could definitely see, man, I can't believe I didn't think about that until right now. Plus, isn't there a Squirrel thing happening? Oh, I haven't heard about that. Maybe that was Dreams, (laughs) but she's in there too. Okay. Well, we'll see about that anyway. It's great. And The announcement was not just Marvel, by the way, if you're a Star Wars fan and or also had a release date as well over on the Star Wars side. And don't forget, if you are a Star Wars fan, you have the Mandalorian. What what is that called? Boba Fett? 
what is that sequel called? I can't remember what oh, it's called. Oh, I can't remember right now either. Yeah, but it's Boba Fett related, right? Yeah. Yeah. I only saw three Halloween costumes of Boba Fett this year. I was very surprised it was that low. I know. Uh, it's just, if it's not right in your face in the year. And also, what's available to buy at stores, right? So maybe the Mandalorian just wasn't out there this year. Anyway, that's it for the news this week. Chris, are you excited about Disney Plus Day? I know I said that before, but I just want to reiterate, are you excited about that? I'm still really excited about this thing. I want to have actual news and not just, hi, here's the thing we're probably going to tell you. I want release dates. I want all this stuff. I want to see what's coming up. I want to know which comics I should or should not read, depending on how I feel about spoilers for that particular thing. And I really want to watch Shang-Chi because I've heard so many good things about it and I haven't gotten to watch it yet because I've been waiting for this day to make it happen. Well, as we're recording this, we're coming up on 9 p.m. on Thursday night, the 11th. Pretty sure Shang-Chi is going to drop at midnight. And I don't know if it's Eastern or Pacific time, probably Pacific time. So in six hours from right now, Shang-Chi will be available. You going to set your alarm? Uh, No, I'm probably going to wait till Saturday. Okay. Well, we'll check that out. Now, if you have any questions or any comments on any of the news stories that we have talked about today, you can always get us on our voicemail line. As I said before, 844-THE-BUS-1 or 844-843-2871. Chris and I are available on our Discord server at gunnygeek.com slash Discord. There is a Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. channel there that you can talk to us. We do have a Twitter account at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. So you can get us at any of those. Plus, I'm going to throw this down right now. Chris does a fantastic show all by himself. He's a one-man show. He interviews people. He produces it by himself. And he gets it out there every week. It's called Play Comics. It's a fantastic show. Chris, thank you very much for producing that show. And then also, where can people find it? Well, the easiest place to find it is playcomics.com. From there, you can find links to all the social media things. Twitter is the main one. You've got the Discord, which I believe the link that I have set up there takes you directly to the Play Comics channel of the Gunna Geek Discord. And, you know, kind of be on the lookout for a little bit of a site redesign as I try to highlight some of the writings some people who are distinctly not me are doing so that it's not me all over the front page and then them every once in a while. You've definitely struck a nerve with some of your recent interviews. So I would encourage people to go ahead and check out the website, playcomics.com, and go ahead and listen to a couple of episodes. You'll be pleasantly surprised. Well, Chris, I think that's it for the week. Until next time, I'm Director SP. And I'm Consultant Chris. See everybody, maybe in a few days, talking about Disney Plus stuff. Definitely next week. It's Thursday. We will be talking about Shang-Chi right here at Geeks.Live. See everybody then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. 
The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Howdy, friend. Hey, how are you? Just living the dream. How are you? Speaking of dreams, mm-hmm. apparently waiting 18 months to get back to somebody still means you can get them on the show. That's fantastic. I'm glad that you did. It was more than one person, though, right? It was a group of people, two or three? Uh, husband and wife team. Oh, sweet. So, you know, however you want to count that, depending on how they do their communication. Well, you know, Marissa Tankeron and Jed Whedon were a team. And we've also covered another husband-wife team on something else. So, yeah, it tends to work. I will count it as two people, though, because they are two people. No matter how much they want to be a team and everything, it's got to take a toll on their personal lives, that's for sure. Yeah, but thankfully only one scheduling thing to get figured out. So, I did watch Dune last weekend. Have you seen Dune? I was a horrible person who fell asleep because I had been awake way too much. Okay. And I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. What I was awake for, I was really enjoying. I think this weekend is the last weekend it's available before they shut it down. So Yeah, I'm going to have to take care of that. It was great. I enjoyed it. And then I enjoyed it so much, I was like, okay, let me remember the entire story. So I started watching the 1984 David Lynch version. Let me um, save you a little bit there. Don't. I like bad movies, though. It is classically bad. Now, they have amazing actors in it, right? So Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart and Kyle McLaughlin and what's his name? He just passed away. It's in Battlestar Galactica. Oh, I can't think of who it is. He was in Quantum Leap. Oh, Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell's in it. I'm trying to remember the other guy who's really notable. Who was in Wingman? The Commodore and Wingman? I didn't see that ever. Let me pull up. I this is gonna bug me. And they changed IMDb. There we go. All cast. Stings in it. That's for sure. Jurgen Proshnow is in it. You'd know him. He's actually Duke Atreides. That's who I was thinking of. So it did have some talent in it, mm-hmm. but it just. Mm. Those are the best bad movies. The CGI is epically bad. Epically bad. But I did thoroughly enjoy the regular Dune. And like you, I was tired, but I stayed awake during it. My superpower is falling asleep. I'm getting close to that now where I have to start. Here's my dilemma. I have to start the movie after it gets dark out to achieve the theater quality in my room because I've got Mm -hmm. so many freaking windows. But if I wait too late, then I will fall asleep because I'm old and I can't stay awake until midnight anymore. So, Well, this is a good time of year for you then. You would think, except for after the time change, I get tired a lot earlier. I was actually thinking of the Inhuman show when I mentioned mm-hmm. that nebulous other show. Okay. I knew exactly what you're talking about, but I just wanted to bring it back and that Inhumans were also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I believe I mentioned that there was also yeah. Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I, I was completely getting 
which you were dropping down. That show was just, ugh, it's not good. I haven't even tried it. I want to because of the whole me liking bad things. I mean, I watched it once. I'm never going to watch it again. It was something, especially if we don't have any Marvel content like you were talking about for like six months, six, nine months, then it's definitely worth a watch. You know, go find it and, well, go find it. It's on Disney Plus. And then watch it and I guess have fun in, in regaling how bad it is. There are a couple episodes, like, I think the premise was good. I think the execution was just horrible. Uh, who was it? Scott Schneider, I think, was the uh, showrunner for it. And he was brought... Okay, if I remember correctly, he was brought in after somebody else dropped the ball and or brought in really late in the whole mm-hmm. production of it and just, just found it uh, difficult to execute. But it was like the third project that he had done that like that. And I haven't heard of him doing anything since. Could have been a career killer for him there. I don't know. Definitely good actors. The, the acting wasn't that bad. But it was just the, the story. And, and then, of course, Disney wanted to do that because they didn't have the rights to the mutants. But now they have the rights to the mutants. And that was the whole reason why Inhumans was conceived of to begin with, is to have something because of rights, because of the mutants. And, and they, mutants are the bigger thing, bigger draw between the two. So I don't know. I don't know how they're going to draw it all in. I'm sure Kevin Feige has a plan. I don't know if it's going to work, but we'll see. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2021.